Death is not something we like to contemplate. Dr. Johnson remarked that the prospect of imminent death had a certain productive power. When a man knows he is to be hanged, it concentrates his mind wonderfully. But he was enough of a realist to know that nothing short of the gallows would induce us to bring the subject to mind. Boswell, but is not the fear of death natural to man? Johnson, so much so, sir, that the whole of life is but keeping away the thoughts of it. Tonight's topic, however, is death. The death of God, which is a fearful thing, and our own death, which will come at a time of his own choosing, not ours. Among the things we fear about death, as opposed to dying, is how little we know about the experience of death. No one comes back and tells us. Is it nothingness? Or will there be a reward for the good we have done? We don't know directly from our experience. We take what we know in faith. I think when we have died that we'd like to think, however, that we have made some kind of difference for those we leave behind. Whatever faces us, that we've made a difference here. Maybe a positive contribution that will outlast us and outlive us just as the human project processes on. Of course, we're contemplating not just death, humanly speaking, but the death of God. But the death of one who is both God and man is only part of his humanity. True, he feared it. Take this cup from me, he said to his father. And humanly seeking Jesus' death, this ignominious, agonizing death reserved for traitors and terrorists, makes it seem like it's all been a mistake. His life, a great big disappointment. And that he goes to his death, not as a hero, a champion fighting to the end, but meekly, like a sacrificial lamb that he goes through all the agony of dying for the anonymity of non-being, of having come and gone through history and merited not a footnote in the official accounts, without a sound, silent, voiceless, slipping through existence and into nothingness, not a whisper, not a whimper, as the great black velvet curtain closes over him. That's Good Friday, if we leave it here, a tale full of sound and fury told by an idiot. Not just mortality, but mortification, the word we say when we want the floor to open up under our feet and swallow us alive. I could have died, we say. No wonder, then, that the disciples make themselves scarce, try to blend in with the crowd and look for a new identity, at least the men do, It's not what they wanted. It's not what we want either. What drives us on the fast lane, whether we're 12 or 20 or four score years and 10, is the hope that we will make a difference. Whether it be monuments to us on the highway of life, markers of the milestones we've passed, or will we, like roadkill, simply see or not see the annihilation of our dreams? devoured by dying memories. This is Jesus, then, 
on Good Friday? What was it all for? Then, as now, to get caught in the crossfire, the wandering, wavering whims of tyrannical chieftains caught up in the clash of conflicting ideology and the slaves which served them. This is Jesus. He who was without sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. He became man so we might become God. He became human so we might become divine. Unimaginable, unfathomable. If Jesus is just a footnote in history, that's all we can do. Close the books and go home. Of course, we would not be here at all if Jesus were just a footnote in history. But there is so much more than history. When Jesus returns as the risen Christ, this whole new story, already being written, unwinding, unraveling the tangles and the torment of human striving, the worried fabric of false dreams and insubstantial realities that constitutes the world's story, will give way, make way for something else, something new. We come back at dawn on Sunday to see what? To stand on tiptoe and see the sun peeking over a new horizon. As the collect we shall shortly say says, let the whole world feel and see that things which were cast down are being raised up, and things which had grown old are being made new, and that all things, all things, are returning to perfection through him from whom they took their origin, even Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns. He who breathed life into this world and lived in this world as one of us will see this weary, sin-sick world renewed. It's begun already. Amen.